What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Launchpad Podcast. I'm your host, Madison, and today I'm joined with Jess. Jesse is. <laughs> introduce you. Jesse is the best person I know on this planet. Jesse's um, a little bean. Jesse's my bean. <laughs> we went to college together and um, played basketball together. So we're just going to kind of take you guys through our journey of how we met and all the things that we've experienced with playing sports and the mental health topics that we want to cover around being an athlete and a student athlete at that because it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm Jess. Um, I'm from Texas originally. So we both went to college in Arkansas. I started playing basketball in third grade. So I was like really small. Um, and just like immediately fell in love with like, yep, this is what I want to do. Like I played other sports also, but basketball has always been my passion. So I started playing in third grade, played, you know, through high school, whatever. It's always been my goal to go to college to play basketball. Like I'm 5'3". So. <laughs> you were going to break the mold. You're I'm like, breaking I don't care. the mold, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was always the shortest one on my team. But I was like, no, I don't care. Like, I want to. this is what I want to do. I want to go to college and play. So yeah, I kind of went on different visits in high school and stuff. And then never really wanted to go far from home. Um, our college that we went to was about mm, three and a half hours from my hometown, which was... I was such a homebody. Like a town in Texas. Yes, small little farm girl. <laughs> like so yeah, I never planned on going far from home. When I went on my visit to our college, I was like, yeah, no, God, this is this is where God's telling me to be. So Was that the first place that you went on a visit to? No. That was one of my last visits, actually. So really? I didn't visit until February. So I was unsigned for a long time. And then you went to college that August. Yes. Okay. Wow. So that's a pretty, not late decision, but you had been through a lot of different schools before you decided to go to that Right. I also went on a lot of visits for track. So I ran track in high school too. Um, And college. Yeah. (laughs) Like half half track college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I went on visits for track and basketball. I kind of went on those more just for the experience because I went to bigger schools for track. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like they get so much gear, you know, like. Versus our little school. Right. We went to like a D2 school. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So anyways, got to our college. God was like, this is where you need to be. Had a total mental breakdown because I was like, I love my mom. (laughs) Like, mom, where are you? (laughs) I don't want to leave my mom. But uh, yeah, ended up moving in August and have been in Arkansas ever since, really. Wow, yeah, because you've only gone home for Thanksgiving. like summers, summers. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, I want to ask you, being like a short person and yeah. like playing basketball, because I'm the opposite. Like I'm six foot, six one. I've always felt like the big girl. Like what was that like for you, like growing up and also having to go through that during during sports? Right, no, I think it affected me especially more in basketball than any other sport. Like when you think of a basketball player, you think of, oh, super tall and like skinny and just so like, you know, you think of tall people when you think of basketball. Right. I'm not that. (laughs) So it was definitely, it was hard to overcome because I had a lot of people in my ear all growing up like, oh, you know, you're good. But like, you know, maybe don't think about going, go go, go to college for track, you know, go to college for cross country, go to college for all this other stuff or just go to college. So it was like I had to overcome a lot to be like, no, I am good enough, you know? Yeah. Like when you were playing, did you feel like being short affected you or was that just outside noise of people telling you that? I feel like it affected me off the court. Like I was like off the court, I was like, man, I I don't know if I am good enough. And then as soon as like the game started, I was like, no, like this is where I need to be. It was a whole nother Jess. Like I was like, this is is my 
home. This is my safe space. So it didn't affect me in practices and games and stuff. But then I got off the court after the game or whatever. I'm like, maybe I am too short. I don't know. You know, I was just kind of constantly questioning myself. Yeah. I wonder if it if your height turned you into like, cause you're a scrappy player. Like you're going <laughs> to get in there. You're going to dive on the floor on defense, get, like get steals, just be in and out like you, that. You had to be that way to kind of adapt to the game playing with tall people or versus me. I mean, someone's guarding me, but they're shorter than me. They don't have to be that far. I just pull up over their head. Exactly. So it's like you had to have a totally different basketball IQ to be able to play at the level that you did. I totally agree. Yeah. I think that was like my, mindset going into games I was like okay I'm gonna be that like scrappy little player like everyone hates guarding them because like I'm everywhere you know like luckily I am fast like I'm I mean I ran track yeah so I didn't use that to my advantage like I try to use my speed and like I knew I had certain strengths being tall wasn't one of them but yeah I was always like okay I'm gonna be that like scrappy little player like goes in there and gets the ball from the post you know yeah I love also like taking charges and stuff so she's so good at it I think I've taken like two charges my whole life and you're like I get five a game <laughs> yeah so that's always fun when like the big six foot seven post players come in and I'm like wee like fall down how are you not scared scared of getting like trampled over I think it's because I'm so close to the ground <laughs> like it's not that far like for you it's like I'm so far on the ground this is going to kill me and I'm like mm, pop like mm, scoot on my booty I'm yeah. there that's so funny so it'd be so many times where I would finally get over the fear like I'm gonna take a charge I'm not scared I'm not gonna f-. one time I fell straight on my back and just landed on my head bro like, literally just I remember planked. that no because it was so awkward. And I feel like that's really like a tall person thing. Yes. Like it's so awkward for y'all to fall because like you don't like I'm so like I just sacrifice my body because that's what I've always done. I've always been that scrappy player. But you, you're like you don't have to use that. So yeah. it's like you never like practiced that before. Totally. So we got to college and then it's like <laughs> you don't, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. We had a coach that uh, if we didn't take a charge, it was a very big deal. <laughs> yeah, Jesse was a super... Super good college basketball player. Um, and I love that you didn't let your height affect you and you didn't listen to the noise. Because I feel like it's a lot easier when you have adults above you telling you what you should do. Like, it would have been way more comfortable for you to just listen to them and be like, just stay in my zone and do what everyone's telling me. But you said, no, I know what I am and I know my worth and I'm going to go for it. And that's yeah. really cool. I yeah. I think when I got to college, it started affecting me more. Because, like, when you're in high school, you know, some people play for fun, which is fine. Like, to play with your friends, you know? But when you get to college, everyone was the best player on their high school team. Yes. Everyone's huge. <laughs> I was like, oh, these are grown women. Like, I'm this five foot three, 18 year old girl, you know? And so, especially having coaches in the past that have been like, you know, you're too small, you need to gain weight, you need to do all this stuff. I think it definitely affected me, my confidence level more in college than it did in high school or like, you know, junior high or anything like that. So how did we meet? Like when, when do you remember the first time meeting me and then how we became friends after that? The first time meeting you, did you go to Baskin Robbins on my visit? Was that your visit? I don't remember. It might've been until I didn't meet till August. Cause I don't know if I saw you on my visit. Yeah. I don't think you did. I don't think I did. I think we met like. When Jesse came to visit, I was in jail. (laughs) Literally. No, like it's so funny now. <laughs> I had a little uh, drinking and driving incident. And so whenever they were all together as a team, I was not around because I was dealing with some legal trouble. Um, I remember like <laughs> we were at the restaurant 
And like the whole team was there, you know, a coach took us out on my visit or whatever. And everyone's kind of like whispering, like, first of all, I call you Goose. Yes. I don't know if the podcasters know I don't think anybody knows on the pod. Okay, so go into how you got the nickname Goose. So I got the nickname Goose when I was a baby. My dad from this, I think I was around one or two years old when he started calling me that because a lot of you know that are in my close circle and have eaten meals with me. I'm extremely messy. I spill stuff everywhere. And that has been my whole life ever since I was a baby. And so my dad, instead of calling me, oh, like silly goose, he would say, you're such a dripper goose because I would just drip food out of my mouth constantly. So he'd like be dripper goose, dripper goose. And then once I got into high school, I was like, dad, I don't want you to call me dripper. Like, it sounds weird. I don't know. I just like, don't. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. It's not endearing anymore when you're like, I don't know, have your period. I always thought of like, right. I had my period <laughs> associated. Like you're dripping. You're dripping yeah so I was like um so then he just started calling me goose um and that stuck forever and then my first coach in college when he came to recruit me at my high school he sat next to my parents and heard my dad yelling go goose go goose and so he's like why do you guys call her that and then he brought it to college so nobody in college would have known that that was my nickname but once I got to college people didn't know my name was Madison they literally when I would score a basket they would announce number 30 goose Britain like no one knew my my name yeah I remember that like I don't even think I knew your name was Madison until like two years into college I was like wait who's Madison yeah (laughs) you've always been goose to me because that's like how, I think that's how you introduced yourself. Yeah. Like, you're like, hey, I'm Goose. Like, Well, because we had another Madison on the team when you got that's there. That's true. And so it was a lot easier during practice for Coach to call her her first or last name and then just call me Goose. Like, it just was easy. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. And now neither one of y'all are Madison to me. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. And um, nowadays nobody in my real my adult life calls me goose and so whenever jesse came to visit me this weekend it's so endearing to be like oh my gosh yes like that's i still am goose like it didn't you will die. always be my goose i'll always be goose and i call jesse bean her nickname is bean so we have little nicknames for each other and we had it we had another friend um named maya and all three of us were the three beans yes and so we were just like our little clan shout in out to maya shout out to maya <laughs> we love you she's from latvia so she's halfway across the world and probably sleeping right now probably <laughs> But um, yeah, it was so, so fun. going back to how I met you. Yes. So I remember on my visit, we all, the whole team went out to a restaurant. We were all eating dinner, and everyone was kind of whispering, uh, like I could tell something was going on. And they're like, "Is Goose gonna be here? Like, where's Goose? Is she coming?" And I was like, first of all, like, what's a goose? What's a goose? <laughs> Someone like, please tell me goose? what a goose is." <laughs> Do we have a team mascot? Yeah, like, I thought we were the, the tigers. Like, <laughs> are we the geese? Like, I don't know. How did we get to be friends? Um, So my freshman year roommate, y'all were really close. Eventually. Yes. Shout out Riley. Shout out Riley. Shout out everybody. Best freshman roomie ever. Yes. Um. So, like, we, me and her were really close, and then y'all and her were really close. So we kind of had a mutual friend. So I would go hang out with both of y'all together like you would come hang out with us yes and then we kind of developed a friendship from through her yeah yeah I I mean we were teammates but like right yeah but I wouldn't if it wasn't for you rooming with Riley I don't know that we would have ever become friends one-on-one yeah I was I did not talk I was so shy you were were a silent bean I was silent I was just existing Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was just just chilling (laughs) (laughs) was that because you felt anxious in social situations or you'd rather just be the one behind the scenes like what was your inner inner mental life like during those first few years yeah so I think 
Well, also, I think being such a homebody, I'd never been away from home before. Um, so it was a whole new experience. And I was, my mindset was like, let's sit back, kind of people watch, see who I want to like be friends with, you know, which I mean, might be judgmental of me to say, but I'm not, I've never been that person that's like, oh, hey, like I'm Jess, how are you? You know, I've never been the extroverted person. So yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for Riley, I don't think I'd ever just come up to you and be like, hey, we should hang out. Right. Like, Riley was that extroverted person that's like, you're coming with me. You're like, you're doing this. We're going to go hang out. Like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> tell me what I need to do. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I love that. And then really when Jess and, Jess and I got close was after Riley left because that was her roommate. And that was really the closest person to her at the time besides besides teammates and me. And so then when she left, it was kind of like I became that role of, okay, let's, let's make Jess feel welcome. Like I want to be her friend. I want her to have a good college experience. And then we just became friends from there and had our little three group. Maya kind of replaced Riley. Sorry, Riley, we love you. <laughs> but, you know, Maya came in and now we were the little three beans. Um, and that's when we really started to get close. We started hanging out a lot more one-on-one. We would go, we would go on Sonic dates and we yes. would get like our thing was to go get cookie dough blast at Sonic together. Man, that was the so times. good. The times. Um, That's also all there was to do in our town, basically. It was like, go to Sonic, go to Walmart, walk around. There was yeah, nothing to do. There's nothing to do. So we would always do that kind of fun stuff and just eventually developed a really close friendship through it. You were there two years before I was there. So you were a junior my freshman year. Yes. So how was your like journey getting to the college I went to, your basketball kind of journey, and how was that two years before I got there? Yeah, so like Jess said, I'm a little bit older, um, and I had a I had a typical high high school basketball experience. It was really great. Um, I played at Bentonville and loved it, and then I got recruited by multiple colleges. And OB was actually the first place I ever visited. Wow! So it was the first school I ever went on a visit to. I I loved it, and then after that, every other school I went to, I really wasn't. Um, I just wasn't super impressed by her. I just had this like long calling. Like, I just feel like this is where I need to go. I just had this really deep feeling that this is where I needed to be. Looking back, I think it's because that's where Josh was and that's where I met my future husband and some of my absolute best friends. Um, But yeah, I don't know what it was about it at the time. I was like, this is where I got to go. My first two years, my first two years in college were really fun. Like it was a big party scene kind of thing. There was everybody on campus was really hanging out with each other. It didn't matter if you were a freshman or senior, everybody kind of knew each other. Um, it's such a small school and we just did a lot of fun things. We were kind of delinquents at some points along the way. <laughs> Love that. Um, but once you, I feel like that's right when you came in was like the peak of all the fun. And so your freshman year, my junior year, we had so many fun memories. Like all the time we were going on the back roads, like we would go to parties, we would get dressed up together and wear jerseys and yeah. <laughs> just do fun stuff. And then um, after my junior year, we had a coach change, which was the coach that coached us during our senior year. And so we'll get into that in just a little bit, but that really changed the dynamic of everything. And a big a big reason why we want to come on here today to talk about mental health, because um, it, it was such a drastic change. Our old coach was not naive, but he just didn't really care what we did outside of basketball. He wanted us to have a good college experience. Um, and then my senior year, Jesse's second half, it was more of it was more of a job. It was really demanding physically and mentally and just our time. You know, we would practice 
four or five hours every day with the new coach versus yeah, no kidding. maybe two max of two and a half right. <laughs> with the old coach. And so completely different um, dynamic, but actually getting to college, it was a great experience, especially for the first three years. My last year wasn't as great, um, which I'm really thankful. I only had to put up with that for one year, but Jesse was there for two years after I had been gone. And so kind of take us through your sophomore through senior experience playing basketball there. Yeah, so I agree, like, my freshman year, it was, like, way more chill. I feel like as a team, we were all closer than we were, like, my sophomore through senior year. It's like, it was, like, it wasn't forced, if that makes sense. We all wanted to be around each other. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, my sophomore year, your senior year, um, we had the coach change, and there was stuff going on, like, with our old coach that probably shouldn't have been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he he came in, you know, guns blazing like this like totally changed the dynamic of the team. There was a there was a big thing that happened where our whole team had to get drug tested because a few people on the team had been caught doing X, Y, or Z. Right. And so that information, as that coach, as my old coach was leaving, that information is the first thing that the new coach learned about all of us. And so he came in with this mindset, like you said, guns a-blazing. These girls are druggies. They are horrible, which was not true. Like we were just doing normal college things that a lot of college students get involved in. But he had an immediate bad taste in his mouth. Like I'm inheriting this team that I'm going to have to flip from, I'm going to have to do a 180 with them. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, he came in just with a very different mindset from our last coach, which we weren't used to at all. And, like, we didn't know what coach we were getting. So we had no idea, like, who he was. He didn't know who we were, even though he had this preconceived notion of who we were. So, yeah, he started forcing team bonding. Uh, Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. So we had team bonding time, which has perks like I think he had good intentions for it but it just felt so forced almost that like we couldn't build build real connections with each other like my freshman year like we all wanted to hang out together and like go watch movies or like you know go to your apartment or whatever like we wanted to do that but now we are forced to do this with him with us so it kind of became like awkward we couldn't be ourselves exactly you couldn't be yourself and you don't want to hang out with these people outside of that because you're like, okay, I've already been in practice with you for five hours. We've had another hour and a half, two hour team bonding thing after our five hour practice. Like, I don't want to go to your apartment and hang out. I don't want to watch. Like, I want to be by myself. Right. I don't know if you felt that way. I felt that way. Yeah. Now, I, was I didn't like, think about it until you said it, but totally. Like my social battery was just dead at the end of the day. So I feel like those connections, even though they meant well I think he meant well by the team bonding it was almost had the reverse effect because it was forced wow I never thought of it that way that's so true because I feel like like you said I was way closer with the team the first few years when coach just let us do whatever we want we'd go to practice then he'd go home back to his recliner and not care about what (laughs) we're doing our second coach he was invested I feel like he had fake social media accounts and was like following all of us. Like he knew what was going on right. in our personal lives and in our in our social lives and in our basketball lives. Like he wanted to know everything. So I felt like it was almost this big brother effect of we can't do anything without getting caught. And even if it's just innocent fun, he's going to find out about it somehow and he's going to punish us and make us feel, he's going to degrade us for not being the perfect student athletes that he wanted all of us to be. Well, and I remember you bringing that up. I remember another thing like, Say, like you're talking about you, me, and Maya being like the three beans or whatever. If we hung out at your apartment by ourselves, 
somehow he was going to find out that we hung out and didn't invite the whole team. Yes. Like we were like a clique or excluding them. So that was another thing. Like we couldn't, we felt almost guilty hanging out with each other because he was going to get on to us for not inviting the whole team to every single thing that we do. Wow. Again, (laughs) another realization. That's so true. But it made the dynamic of our team so weird. And nobody wanted to hang out with each other. So that's kind of how it was. Like my, I mean, ever since you left, like even junior and senior year of college too, I mean, it was the same thing. Like, and I'm not saying I didn't have relationships on the team. Like I did have genuine friendships with my teammates, but it was always, it always felt forced in the beginning. So it's like, it was never, I feel like, we are so much closer than a lot of my teammates I've had in the past just because we developed a real friendship that wasn't forced in the beginning. And I still have close relationships with my past teammates, but it's just not the same. Yeah. I think that had a lot to do with the coach and the dynamic of the team. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. So once I graduated, you had two years left. One year, Jesse still had Maya, she still had some other teammates she was really close with, even though they were still being coached by the new coach. Um, But Jessie was alone her senior year because all of the friends that she came into or came came into college with were older than her. And so for that last senior year, she didn't have any new friends except for the people that had come in that were younger than her. Exactly. So what was that like being almost alone your senior year? Yeah, no, I think for me, senior year was definitely the toughest. And I wouldn't say that had anything to do with the coach himself. Because um, my sophomore year, your senior, it was definitely the worst version of him that I've seen. So my junior year and senior year, it wasn't as toxic of an environment through the coach. Um, but the people that came in behind me, they didn't get to see that side of our coach that first year that he came here when he was trying to change all the whole culture of the team, basically, in sometimes a very negative, toxic way. So they didn't get to see that side of him. So it was almost like my senior year, after you and mine and everyone were gone, I didn't have anyone to relate to. Like, I've already built this resentment almost so much for this person and they're like oh no it's not that he's not that bad you know like Like you don't even know yeah I'm like you don't know like you weren't there and so I felt really alone shout out to Mac Mackenzie you're out there um but like she was my like really closest friend my senior year like I don't know if I would have made it through without her honestly (laughs) like but yeah I mean it, it was hard senior year was the toughest for sure because I was also going through a lot of personal stuff at the time, I wasn't playing a lot my senior year. So it was tough. Like, I really felt alone, like almost depressed sometimes. I was like, it affected my mental health so much. Yeah. Looking back on everything that you went through, do you ever regret not quitting sooner? No. I, I thought about quitting so many times. <laughs> so every day we would talk about, oh, I just want to quit. Like, Let's I want to be quit. done. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> like, if you do it, I do it. Like, <laughs> right. But no, looking back, I'm so proud of myself for sticking it out. Even if it wasn't, you know, the greatest experience in the world, even I wasn't getting a lot of playing time. Like I just, I can always say, no, I like, I did that. Like I went through that. I did it. If I can do that, I can do anything, bro. Like, for real. For real. Yeah. Yeah, college um, college sports, whether it's basketball, soccer, football, whatever it is you play, is so different than high school. Agreed. And I think that that's something that we want to 
highlight to any of you guys listening, if you're younger, if you're thinking about going to college, is it's going to be different. Don't don't go into it thinking it's going to be all fun and games. No matter what school you play at, college sports is a job. And that's definitely what it felt like for both of us. And I can't imagine how much more of a job it felt like when you were quote unquote alone. You know, right. with, I mean, Mac was your really only friend that you told deep stuff about. Exactly. And that's really hard when that other person might be going through things too. You know, you don't always just want to talk about the negative all the time, but sometimes that's what I felt like happened. The most negative mindset I've ever had was that my last year of college was just always thinking about um, how horrible life felt, whereas before and after, not even close. Like, I feel like I'm so much more of a positive person before I had all that and after. It was just that little segment in your life where everything about how you feel about yourself, your friends, your teammates, your school, it can all be affected by a coach. And that's really crazy to think about. So with you saying that, do you regret not quitting any time during your college career? You know, it's funny. Um, I had a plan. So I had had a boyfriend freshman year Mm -hmm. that was a senior. And so he graduated and I still had three years left. And so Before we broke up, I had made the plan to graduate in three years. So I had set up my entire school schedule to be able to overtake, you know, over over 18 hours every semester so I could get out of there early. And then he broke up with me right into the beginning of my junior year. So that was going to be my last year at school. And then I was going to be out. I was only going to play three years of basketball. And looking back, I always felt like I made a mistake of not graduating early but if I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have met Josh. Yeah. So it's just totally God's plan because, yes, it would be easy for me to say, oh, I regret I regret not quitting because I wouldn't have had to deal with that last year of awful pain. But without going through that awful pain, I wouldn't be married now. Exactly. So it's just this weird trade-off of I'm glad, kind of similar to you, I'm glad I experienced it because if I can do that, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um And also I got a husband out of it. Yeah. So I don't regret it, but it was the hardest thing I've ever gone through my whole life. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of like God was just like putting you through that so you would trust in him. Like, hey, I got you. Like, I have a plan for you. Just like rely on me. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel too. Like in the moment, like I said, I felt so alone, but I really just had to put my faith in God. Like, okay, whatever happens, it's, he's got it. He's under control. Yeah. which is a hard thing to realize, to let go. But yeah, I feel the same. Well, you mentioned earlier, just depression, anxiety. What are some other mental health things that came about during that time for you? Yeah, so I'd say anxiety was the main thing that I struggled with. Depression a little bit. I feel like stress in general can cause so many physiological things to happen to your body. Like it's not just mental. Like my senior year, I, my skin broke out so bad, like the worst. And I've never had terrible skin. Like I had pimples and, you know, acne stuff, normal teenage stuff. But like, I mean, I showed you pictures. Yeah. It was, it was awful. Like I've never had skin that bad. And so that hurt my confidence too. And I feel like mental health in general affects so much of like your physical body, your emotional body, like your spiritual body, spiritual. Yeah. It just affected so much. But I would say definitely, like, I would wake up every day, like, I don't want to go to practice. Like, I don't. I'm so anxious. Like, what if I miss a a layup? (laughs) Don't even get me started. Kentucky layup girl can go to hell. I'm saying it 
point blank period. Oh my gosh. I like I literally would go to sleep at night like praying. No, I remember praying to God like please let me make my layups. Like it was so stressful. I would pray like please don't let me miss a layup because like I would cry before practice like so stressed out about freaking layups which came from our coach, the, yes. like the coach that we had second half, because he would just beat us down. Like if there was something we couldn't do, he would make it public to the whole team. Like Jesse is the worst at making layups, and we're gonna all stand here and watch her until she can make five in a row. It was the worst. Point, you could easily make five layups in a row if you're in the gym by yourself. But the mental pressure that is put on you to perform, you couldn't make layups because he was. Berating you. Yes, I would literally throw it off the backboard because I'm so nervous. I'm like, (laughs) oh my gosh. (laughs) Bounce it all the way to half court because you're so nervous. Everyone's watching me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my my gosh. gosh. Okay, speaking of (laughs) basketball, I just want to ask you this. (laughs) <laughs> and let me let me preface it by saying this. Jesse's a great basketball player. Both of us are great basketball players. But we have overall had horrible records going into college. So Jesse, just just tell them how many games did you win during college all four years? How many games all four years? Not less, conference. Less than probably 20. Like probably 15 games. <laughs> Okay, how about uh, our junior, my junior year, your freshman year? How many games did we win? We won seven. So like half the games we won was in one year, and, and like, three of those were non-conference. Yeah, no, it was bad. <laughs> and um, I, I never won anything in college. Never won a conference championship. We made it to the tournament. I think two out of my four years, and one of those I couldn't even play in because. I had a DWI, so that was wonderful. Love that. But uh, yeah, it was a terrible experience on top of not winning any games. Right. And if you're if you're going through all of this crap and you're also winning, it can kind of push it over. Balance it out almost. Yeah. yeah. But I think having such terrible records every year that I was there, um, it just made it worse. And I like my freshman year was the best year in my entire career. We were, I think, like... 50% wins. So we may have won 16 games, like 15 or 16 games. And that year was fun. And then after that, it got worse every single year yeah. until my senior year, we won seven. And I also was out for nine games because I kept telling my coach, I have a knee injury. There's something wrong with my knee. There's something wrong with my knee. And he would say, no, like you can't go to the trainer. If you go to the trainer, they're going to make you be out for two weeks and I'm not going to be able to run you. I'm not going to be able to do all these things. And literally... Manip- mentally manipulated me not to go seek help. Because For a he told, physical injury that told, you were playing yeah. on every day. Yeah, and he told me I was... You know, I was selfish for not for wanting to go to the trainer, for not, like, showing up as a leader on the team. He told me all these horrible things about one-on-one in his office about how you just need to suck it up. Like, you just need to suck it up. And I had not ever been injured my whole basketball career, even in high school. I broke my arm, like, the last game of the season, and I, like, healed all summer. But I never was ever the player to, like, sit out for being hurt. Right. I never had injuries until my senior year when eight of them quit. Like, we had seven people quit in total my senior year. Yeah, I think half of our, we had, we only had eight people on our whole team. Yeah. I mean, usually a basketball team has like at least 15, 12 to 15. I mean, even more than that sometimes. Yeah, we had eight people. We had eight people. And within the three week, the first three weeks that our new coach came to our school, we had four people quit just from seeing his demeanor. And and a lot of those people were walk-ons, so they didn't have scholarship 
investment. But as soon as they were, saw him come in, they're like, nope, I'm out. Like, I will not put myself through this mental torture. But I didn't feel like I had that option. Because I'm like, I don't want my parents to pay for my school. Like, I'm, And you're a senior too. Right. You've already put in all this work the past three years. You're like, I need to make it one more year. You know, like, that's a goal for yourself. I mean, I could see if you were a freshman, you're like, oh, I don't want to spend the next three years, you know, doing this. But you were a senior. Like, that was your senior year. That's supposed to be your best year. Right. And it was my worst. Same. <laughs> Same. So what were some things, like, that our coach did specifically that were so toxic, you know, that affected your mental health, like, specifically? Yeah. Well, I mentioned the injury thing, you know, right. him telling me that I was selfish for not wanting to be tough because that was his big thing. He would just, all everything was about mental toughness. Like mm-hmm. you're weak-minded. If you're going to be like this rest of your life, you're never going to get a job. You're never going to um, amount, amount to, to anything. anything. <laughs> yeah, you're never going to amount to anything in life if you stay where you're at now, which I see the benefit of trying to help someone become more mentally tough. But the way that he went about it was absolutely the wrong thing. It was so mentally degrading. I mean, he literally called a few of us in his office one day and told us that we weren't allowed to wear anything on our shirts that represented our school's name because we we, we didn't deserve to wear it. We didn't deserve to represent the school. We were a disgrace to our families, our school, and to God. He literally told us we were a disgrace to God. And all of this started because we messed up a press break. In practice. That was my fault. <laughs> it was you. It was me. I was the, no, because no, we all messed it up like six times in a row and I was doing good. And then that like seventh time I messed it up and he like threw us, but I was like, oh, I'm the straw that broke the camel's back. Oh my God. So yeah, I take the blame. That's that. so funny. I didn't remember that. But yeah, like he's literally threw his clipboard down. We have a game the next day. He throws his clipboard down in the gym, runs to his office and doesn't talk to us for over 24 hours. I'm pretty sure he canceled the next morning's walk through because he's like we don't even need to we don't even no need to. and then like so we had gear in went to his office and was like like literally 24 hours later like you said we're thinking he's you know done being mad at us we went into his office the next day at like lunchtime thinking everything's chill and we're like hey can we get our gear he's like and no he's you don't like, deserve it he's like sit down <laughs> you are disgraced and then he like goes on this 30 minute rant about how terrible we are oh my gosh yeah, so that was one of the things he said. Um, something else that really bothered me personally was there was one time Josh and I had just gotten engaged at, in college. So we got engaged over Christmas break my senior year. Mm-hmm. So when we came back, that was the start of conference. And I remember I was sitting in the gym one day waiting for practice or maybe it was afterwards. And I had my ring on and was just sitting sitting in there chilling. And he came up to me and at first I thought the conversation was nice he said, oh, like, how was your engagement? Like, I heard you got engaged over Christmas. Tell me about it and everything. So I did, and I told him about how excited I was. And he literally, throughout the conversation, he was like, you know that if you don't change, like, the way that you think and the way that you, um, your work ethic, Josh isn't going to want to be married to you. Like, wow. he's, you guys will have a really hard time staying together if you don't change and he's not going to want to have a wife that doesn't clean the dishes and doesn't want to like do the laundry when she needs to like you can equate these things to basketball like when you don't get your shots up outside of practice that's you not putting in your full effort and if you don't put your full effort in your marriage like it won't it won't last yeah that's crazy that that was so mentally mind-blowing for me right because I was like 
whoa, you don't even know Josh. Actually, he did know Josh. Josh was on our practice team. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't have enough girls our senior year. We didn't. had so little. We had eight people by the last, um, by the time everybody quit, that we didn't have enough people to practice. We didn't have, we have to have at least 10 to do five on five. Right. So they hired, not hired, they asked some boys. Volunteer, Volunteer, yeah. like, practice players to, like, show up at our practices when they needed to, we needed to scrimmage. Who I also want to mention watched me shank back, uh, layups off the backboard. <laughs> it wasn't just my teammates. It was our practice team, too. Oh, no. That's so <laughs> As awful. As I'm sitting there crying, dribbling the ball. <laughs> That's so awful. That's so sad. Still scarred. Still <laughs> mentally traumatized. Never shooting um, a layup again. So, yeah, so he knew Josh, and, like, he knew how wonderful of a person that he is, and um, I don't know. I just, that's something that really shook me to my core was him telling me that I was going to be a bad wife. And... After every game, whether we won or lost, we would have a two-hour meeting or mm-hmm. like a one-hour meeting, I felt like, where he would just sit in the locker room and break down every single thing that each of us did. So even when we won our total seven games, those games still felt like losses because he was already thinking about the next game. He's like, don't get too comfortable here. Like, yeah, you may have won this game, but you did this, this, and this wrong, and if you do that in the next game, you're going to lose. So we had no time to celebrate ever. I remember going off what you just said. I remember there were games, like home games, where, so we would play at like five or whatever on a Thursday night. Our boys team would play after we ended our games. And I remember there would be games. We would sit for so long in the locker room after our game, win or loss. And the almost the entire boys game was done by the time we got out of the locker room and my parents were up there in the stands drive, drive all the way from Texas to come see me play and like see me after the game. Didn't even have, I saw them for like five minutes, multiple times because they're like, we have to leave, like it's late. I didn't even get to see my parents because he would keep us in the locker room for so long. Wow. Yeah, same for me. My parents live four hours away. So they would be texting my phone, blowing it up like, are you going to come out? Are you going to come out and see us? And I didn't text him back for like an hour and a half because we're in there getting a rant. Right. And the next day he would have us bright and early coming to watch film. So we, we had no time to spend with our parents, like go stay at them a hotel because they were going to be, you know, we had to be back up at film the next day. Right. So it was just a lot of, um, a lot of mental beatdown and a long, a long, long periods of time where he could do that to us. And it was just constant every single day feeling like we were not enough. Yeah. No, because it's not like you can just get away from someone like this. Like, this is almost your boss, in a sense. Like, you're going to work every day with your boss. Like, that's kind of how I looked at it. So it's not like a teacher that you have for class an hour a day, you know? Like, we were with this environment. Like you said, we have practice for five hours every single day. So it's not like you can just get away from that. So when someone's constantly telling you how much you suck, how terrible of a person you are, like all these negative things, you start to believe that. Yeah. I totally hated myself. Yeah. I I believed everything he said. No, I did too. And I think that's why by the time I got to senior year, I was so mentally checked out of everything, like school, basketball, everything, because I had been in this environment for three years by this point with this person telling me how terrible I am every day. So I'm like, what's the point? Why am I going to try? Why am I going to get up a thousand shots every single week or every single, yeah, every single week if it doesn't matter? Like we're losing games. Like you said, we're not winning. 
I'm not, you're never going to give any type of praise. It doesn't matter. So I was so mentally almost disassociated at that point. I didn't even try anymore. And another thing too is our coach would never take responsibility for the loss. He, he would tell us over and over again, I have only been a winner in my career. I've won thousands of games. I All I do is study film 24 hours a day. I'm the best at knowing the game. And he'd be like, it's because y'all don't work hard enough that we lose. But mm-hmm. even when we worked harder, that just made us so much more exhausted that we couldn't perform in games because I had never practiced or spent as much time training for basketball as I did my senior year. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. The worst is like he overworked us like workhorses that it, when it was time to play, my brain felt like a spaghetti noodle. Well, and you said you had physical injuries too. Like you've never been injured in your whole basketball career. Senior year, overworking you, you have a physical injury too. So it's not just your mindset, your mental health. You're like physically injured. Yeah, I felt like I was deteriorating in every aspect. The inside I'm just out. Literally falling away by the <laughs> Literally second. shriveling up. I am a raisin <laughs> by the end of this point. And it was so sad because as soon as we got done playing my senior year and I was like, I'm free. I get to be a normal student. We oh, got man. sent home for COVID. And so it was like horrible. And that's, I mean, I've talked about it in other episodes before, but that's what led me into having such an addictive personality right. out of college is because I had such low self-esteem, so low self-worth that when I left and didn't have time to revive myself or gain any confidence, I went straight into being married. I didn't know what the hell had just happened. Right. I was so not myself. Mm-hmm. And that is a very scary feeling to feel. And having no hobbies because all of our time was spent playing basketball. I did not have time to do anything else but basketball and school. That's just the facts. Maybe on a Saturday night I could, during you know non-conference we weren't playing, I could go out and have a little bit of fun. But I was so worried he would find out what we were doing. I couldn't even want to have fun. Exactly. So it was so crazy. Honestly, if Jesse and I talked about every single thing that went on during those few years, we could talk for three hours on this podcast. Like even trying to outline this podcast yesterday, we talked for four hours about everything we could say. Um, But I think what we really want to leave you guys with today is if you are someone that's thinking about going to college or you're someone that has experienced this, what is some advice that you would give to the younger people trying to decide? We'll talk about that first. And then maybe after like how to heal if you've had a similar experience. Right. So yeah, I would say if you're in high school or even junior high, however old you are, and your dream is to play in college, go for it. Honestly, like go for it. I don't regret it. Um, I don't think anything should hold you back from that dream. But it is, I would say advice is that it is different than high school. The atmosphere is different. The work ethic is different. The practices are different. It's basically like a job. Like you have to think about it as a job. It could still be fun. And that's another thing to say. Don't let it not be fun. You know, build these relationships with your teammates. Build these relationships with your coaches, your assistant coaches. Like the more genuine relationships that you build, it's going to get, it's going to be easier. Yeah. Because you're going to be like, oh, I don't, ha- I, I get to go to practice with my friends. Like it's not like oh, I have to go to practice with people that I don't like, you right. know, like we're in this together. So I would say build relationships Always make it be fun. Don't take it too seriously. But it is more of a job than high school. Yeah. It's going, I think that's great. It's going to naturally be more serious than high school, but you don't have to let that be 100% the case. You have to be intentional to not let that happen. So 
realizing that this is four years of your life. If you stick it out for four, you know, right. and if you do, it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of mental stress on you, but don't let that be the encapsulation of it all. Find times where you're like, you know what? At the end of the day, this really doesn't matter. It does matter for my life because it's getting me free school, but like focus on the people, focus on the friends. Don't let that encapsulate everything. Really be intentional on how to focus on friends and mm-hmm. focus on people, not necessarily the sport. The sport's going to take care of itself. Right. But you're not going to have joy in the sport if you don't have people surrounding you with that you feel like you can open up to, talk to, and make friendships. So you're going to be spending a lot of time with your teammates. So you need to make it a good environment to be around your teammates. Even if you guys are not on the same page about everything, you don't have the same beliefs. All of our team was so diverse. You know, we had left, right, center, like people that believed in God, people that didn't, like all these different things, but we didn't focus on the differences. We tried to focus on what made us all come together. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. Any other advice? I would say if you're in college right now and maybe you've just graduated or you're about to graduate, uh, I would say don't let that sport, whether it be basketball, track, football, soccer, anything like that, don't let that be your whole identity. Like, as I know, it's it's so easy to do because that's what you do. Like you said, 24-7, we're in the gym. So it's so easy to let that be your whole identity. But, like, try to have hobbies outside of that. Like, don't put everything, like, I am this basketball, I am a basketball <laughs> yeah, player. Like, I am a basketball, which is what I did. And so whenever I graduated, I kind of had this, like, identity crisis where I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Kind of like what you talked about. Like, you're... When COVID hit, like, you're done with basketball, like, you're married, you don't really know, what do I like to do? What do I enjoy to do? Yeah, I had no hobbies. Right. Because if you let it, basketball will take up all of your time. So really try and search for things that you can make hobbies that genuinely just make you happy. Not to work, not to... Um, add more to your schedule, like fit them in your white spaces. Maybe in the morning you like to read, like read a chapter a day. That seems mm-hmm. silly. And you're like, oh, that won't make a difference. It will because you feel like every day you're doing something for yourself instead of giving your entire self, like you said, to a coach or to a team that eventually it has an ending. You know, even like you said earlier, if you're going to go play professional basketball after college, great, but that's still going to have an end to it too. Exactly. Find ways to um, invest in yourself and to make yourself happy outside of a sport. Boom, mic drop. Mic drop. Well, thank you so much, Jesse, for coming on today. But it's just been so sweet being able to sit down with you and hang out with you this weekend, just catch up on everything. And you're definitely one of those friends that no matter how much time passes, we can just pick right up where we left off. And it's really cool to see both of us outside of a sport now. Where right. That's where we met. That's everything that we knew about each other. And now I feel like we're rediscovering each other totally. Exactly. Because we're into different things and we're learning how to have hobbies and all this stuff. So just really appreciate you coming on here and sharing your heart because I know people are going to take a lot away from this. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This has been like the best experience ever. Well, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Launchpad Podcast. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe. Leave a review. Really helps us in our podcast. And we will see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.